Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Bring spring color inside this season with Bare Premium Plus paint, starting at just $28.98 a gallon at the Home Depot. Add a pop of blue to your kitchen with the Bare exclusive color Arrowhead Lake or a splash of Amazon jungle to your living room. Bring a cool breeze to your bathroom with sea glass or accent your bedroom with sunrise-inspired colors like coral cloud and dark crimson. Let your creativity bloom this spring with Bare Premium Plus paint starting at just $28.98 a gallon at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. Dear Governor is a production of iHeartMedia and Three Mutts Media. If you are moved by Jarvis Masters and his 30-year struggle on San Quentin's death row, and you'd like to support his cause, please consider signing a petition on his behalf. Visit freejarvis.org slash podcast to sign your name to an open letter to California Governor Gavin Newsom. Dear Governor Newsom. Dear Mr. Governor Newsom. This is an open letter to Governor Gavin Newsom. Dear Governor Newsom. Buddhist nun and teacher Pema Chodron writes, I'm grateful to be Jarvis Master's teacher in part because he has taught me so much. I have rarely encountered anyone who expresses the essence of Buddhism in a clearer, more moving way than he does, and I deeply admire how David Sheff has captured that hard-won wisdom in his book, The Buddhist on Death Row, How One Man Found Light in the Darkest Place. In the last episode, we heard from David and why and how he chose to spend years writing the story of Jarvis's life. I wanted to hear Jarvis's side of the story, why he agreed to give permission and unfettered access to his story to a perfect stranger. Let me just say something about David and my relationship. It went so fast, I mean, in terms of our relationship as two human beings, him trying to understand my life, and me having the ability to trust him in ways that I've never trusted anyone telling that story. I think one of the reasons why I gave a lot of trust to him that I would not have anyone else is because he read my two books. He read That Bird Has My Wings and he read Finding Freedom. So he came with a understanding of where I understood my life and he followed up on that. It was not, you know, me having to tell him about a lot of scenes, a lot of experiences that I had without him already knowing about it. So he came to me with an idea 
of just continuing that story in a way that would impact more people. You know, I was all for that. But I also knew that there was going to be a lot that I didn't write about, that he was going to write about, and not all of it was going to be, you know, what I would have said, you know. But I was fine with it. I was fine with it because my story was out in front of his, and that's just the way I felt about it. Were you nervous um, about what, what he might find out was or what he might write about since you didn't have any control over it? I don't want to say I didn't care, but I would say that I trusted him to care about what he thought would be the best thing to tell people about me. Why did you he trust him? With that. I don't know. My whole attitude was that my story was out there and I put it out there. So whatever you guys do, I don't, you know, you're going to do it. He's not the district attorney's office. He's not someone who's prosecuting me. And anyone absent of that has to have something good to say about me. Um, and plus, you know what, Courtney, I was tired. I was really tired. I mean, it was sometime after I lost my pill, and it was just, I wasn't trying to, you know, I didn't have that kind of energy no more, you know. Um you know, it was all about finding someone you can trust, you know, because in my belief, and I tell guys that around here, you know, you got to trust somebody. At some point, you're going to trust somebody because if you don't trust no one, then there's nothing going to happen. You, you, I can bet you nothing's going to happen. So, you know, you trust someone and let it, let it, let it go where it's going to go, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. But it was interesting, what I found interesting about David and I writing, you know, him writing that book was that he was asking some really, really good questions that I had not thought about, you know. Mm. And I became interested in how is he going to write this, you know, as Mm. a writer, you know. Can you give Um, me an example of like a question that he asked you that was out of the blue? Uh, his understanding of what happened to me as a child, you know, his understanding of of how uh, I ended up going back down to Los Angeles as, you know, um, after I was re- released from the California Youth Authority. Um, him seeing the more better than me, the good, some good things about me that I had not wrote about because I just didn't think that was the story of my life. And he said, yeah, Jarvis, that is the story of your life. Following is an excerpt from The Buddhist on Death Row in which David describes how Jarvis's traumatic childhood influenced some of the Buddhist beliefs he embraces today. Audiobook read by Michael Boatman. Jarvis was placed in nine foster homes and three boys' homes, including some in which he was starved, beaten, and kept in squalor. At 13, He was moved from the foster care system into the Division of Juvenile Justice, where the brutal treatment escalated. When he was arrested for petty crimes, stealing a bicycle, joyriding, he was placed in youth detention centers where he was subjected to more beatings, burned, locked in closets, and made to pummel other boys. If he refused, counselors beat him harder. He ran away when he could 
and often found his way back to Harbor City, where he sometimes stayed with his aunt, Cynthia's sister, Barbary. There was always music playing. Barbary played the same records over and over. Smokey Robinson, Gladys Knight, the Delphonics. She loved a song by George Clinton's Funkadelic, Free Your Mind and Your Ass Will Follow, and must have played it a thousand times. Jarvis laughed to himself at the thought of who had helped him understand the words of a great lama from Tibet, George Clinton. He said it aloud, Free your mind and your ass will follow. Your tax refund belongs to you, not an identity thief. Over $6 billion in tax refunds were flagged by the IRS for possible identity theft in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. LifeLock monitors and alerts you to identity threats you may miss on your own, even if you're careful with your personal information. And if you do become the victim of tax-related identity fraud, LifeLock has U.S.-based restoration specialists ready to help solve your identity theft issues. Plus, all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package, meaning LifeLock will reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Let LifeLock help you protect your financial information so all you have to worry about is what to do with your tax refund. Go to LifeLock.com iHeart and save up to 25% your first year. That's 25% off at LifeLock.com iHeart. Identity theft protection starts here. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Ready to bring some spring vibes indoors? Bear Premium Plus Paint is here to make it happen. And it's starting at only $28.98 a gallon at the Home Depot. Picture your kitchen coming to life by adding a pop of blue with the Bear exclusive color Arrowhead Lake. And let's not forget your living room. Picture it drenched in the lush, verdant tones of Amazon jungle, breathing new life into your space with every glance. Head into your bathroom and let the cool breeze of sea glass wash away all your stress. And when the morning sun peeks through your bedroom window, feel the warmth and comfort of a spring sunrise with shades like coral cloud and dark crimson. Whatever your inspiration, start your spring with a durable finish that resists dirt and grime to last all season. And let your creativity bloom with Bare Premium Plus paint, starting at just $28.98 a gallon at The Home Depot. How doers get more done.
According to the RAND Corporation Inmate Survey, about 15% of people in prison claim innocence of their convicted crime. And yet, the National Academy of Sciences has determined that only 4% of those on death row are truly innocent. I wanted to hear from David as to why he was so steadfast in his conclusions that Jarvis is innocent of the crime that he was convicted of. I started to read everything I could about Jarvis, and I went up to his lawyer. At the time, his lawyer was Joe Baxter, and I went up to Joe's offices in Santa Rosa, and there was a wall full of boxes filled with documents from years and years and years of litigation related to his appeal, and I read volumes. And the more I read, the more I was convinced, you know, beyond a shadow of a doubt, that you know, that's a legal term. You know, he, He's innocent, and he should not be there. He had a trial that was appalling. You know, he there was no justice in this trial, uh, and there was no reason that um, Jarvis should be in prison. And um, so I became. I, th- I feel like there's a controversial proof that he's innocent and he was framed and that he shouldn't be there. Are you um, against the death penalty as a rule? I am. I feel like the death penalty for you know both moral reasons and. I get, well, it all comes down to moral reasons, but a lot of it also is the reality that I feel like even if you understand, I mean, I do think a lot about it. It's easy for me to say I don't believe in the death penalty. If somebody murdered, you know, the people closest to me, um, my child or my wife or my parents or somebody, you know, would I still still feel that way? Um, and I think it's a little presumptuous for me to say that I would. I would. I hope mm-hmm. I would. Mm-hmm. But... Regardless of that, we have to end the death penalty because it's not, I mean, if there was a way to know 100% that people that we were executing were guilty of the crimes, then, you know, if you buy the death penalty, then maybe that's, you know, you can go there. But, you know, if we execute one person who's innocent and we know that we have, um, nobody should support the death penalty because then we are becoming murderers just like, you know, other killers. When Jarvis gets let out, where are you going to take him? What's the first thing you're going to do with him? Uh, you know what? I've Whatever he wants to do, but the thing that I've always fantasized with him because I spend so much time um, because I'm a surfer and, and being outdoors and being on the beach is sort of my, it rejuvenates me, you know, when I'm stressed out and when I'm having a hard time. Uh, is, uh, you know, I think about Jarvis a lot when I'm out there to walking on the beach and I would just, you know, give anything to be able to take that walk with him. He calls himself a fish. Too, he loves the water. Yeah, so. I mean, some of the things that you know are—I don't even know if they're in the book anymore because I, I can't remember what was cut and what wasn't cut at different points. But you know, the fact that you know everybody has this uh, black and white idea, this cliche of what Jarvis's li- life was like, and a lot of it was that—you know—that violent, brutal life, you know, gangs and drugs and violence. But you know, there were these moments of, of joy and of you know that like when Jarvis told me that this kid took him out to learned how to go abalone diving. It was like, no, he had this rich life. Yeah. Everybody who's listened to this podcast knows Jarvis's amazing sense of humor that he's able to maintain that. What do you attribute that to? Uh, We laughed so much over the years. Jarvis was so funny and we just, oh my God, you know, I don't even know if he knows how funny he is. Sometimes he'll say things and I think it's just who he is. I think it's his spirit. And the fact that he was able to retain that sense of humor, 
over the course of years of being brutalized, you know, says something about his self, his, who he is deep down inside. Uh, and it also says something about the way he can, he views the world. And maybe part of the reason he survived in such, you know, good shape is that um, he often was able to see the light. And sometimes the humor was gallows humor. Mm-hmm. And uh, sometimes, you know, it was, just silly, frivolous stuff that would come up. But um, part of that, being able to laugh as well as to cry, because we did cry a lot too together. It's part of his magic and maybe part of his survival. I know you interviewed a number of his family members. I was just wondering if that was a trait that was common in in their family and their DNA. Um, You know who I did interview? I interviewed his father and his cousin. And it's definitely a master's family trait. They laugh. It was the best was I visited Jarvis's once with his father. The two of them spent the whole time laughing, teasing each other, you know, you, about, God, their old times about, you know, how, um, you know, how much weight they gained, how much, uh, how, oh, God, like, he definitely got some of his sense of humor from his family, from his dad for sure, and I saw that. And when they laughed, by the way, it was the same booming, you know, infectious laugh. Um, besides Jarvis and writing the book, was is there any other character that you came upon that made a big impression on you? I know, like, Melody Irmachild is the first person you mentioned in the book. Well, Jarvis is, you know, he's an amazing person, so it's maybe not surprising that he's surrounded by amazing people. One after the other, Melody uh, Irmachild, you know, was the investigator who connected with Jarvis at the time when he was facing a trial that ultimately led to the death penalty. Uh, and she was this one that he talks about as the one who really helped him more than anybody ever had in his life and opened him up to the idea that though sometimes we can't change our external circumstances, you know, we can control the way we perceive them and the way we feel inside. And, and so that, and she was totally inspiring. Peppa Chodron, his teacher, is of course one of the most amazing people I've ever met and talk about mm-hmm. somebody who has helped millions of people and helped me on a personal level and my family. Susan Shannon, another Buddhist teacher who was the chaplain or one of the chaplains in the prison. She is remarkable. I would talk to her sometimes and she loved Jarvis and she talked about, you know, working with Jarvis, studying Buddhism inside the prison. I mean, he just, as this extraordinary person, he graduate, you know, he brings per- extraordinary people around him. Rebecca solved it. Yes. You know, one of my idols, one who I've always revered as a writer. You know, I met her through Jarvis because she, too, is a friend of Jarvis's and devoted to him. I'm blown away by everybody that I've met in his, in yeah. his circle. Like, everybody, everybody is an exceptional individual. Yeah. Absolutely. And they, they really are. And, and, you know, there's the reason for that. Again, you know, people right. connect with him because yep. he's very special and, you know, and he connects with people who. That, that's probably a, another Buddhist precept. We don't know that good energy attracts good energy. Yeah. Yeah. There is something <laughs> about that. And there is this whole, you know, the world of people around Jarvis also are, um, uh, the people around Jarvis are also anybody who's going to, step foot in the prison, it says something about them if they're not being forced with guards with chains. You've got to open and be open and have a bigger heart than maybe is expected of a lot of people because you have to understand and respect and be connected to the idea that people in prison are people. 
you know, yeah. many of them are innocent, but they're all people, and Jarvis talks a lot about that. Yeah, what, what is it that um, Brian Stevens had said, that we are not our worst mistake? Yeah. We are so much more than that. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Ready to bring some spring vibes indoors? Bare Premium Plus Paint is here to make it happen. And it's starting at only $28.98 a gallon at the Home Depot. Picture your kitchen coming to life by adding a pop of blue with the bare exclusive color Arrowhead Lake. And let's not forget your living room. Picture it drenched in the lush, verdant tones of Amazon jungle, breathing new life into your space with every glance. Head into your bathroom and let the cool breeze of sea glass wash away all your stress. And when the morning sun peeks through your bedroom window, feel the warmth and comfort of a spring sunrise with shades like coral cloud and dark crimson. Whatever your inspiration, start your spring with a durable finish that resists dirt and grime to last all season. And let your creativity bloom with Bare Premium Plus paint, starting at just $28.98 a gallon at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview, Great Falls, offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Several years ago, Jarvis managed to get his hands on an illicit cell phone. David writes about it in the epilogue of The Buddhist on Death Row. My phone chimed at 3 a.m., alerting me that a text had arrived. Usually, I turn it off at night, but I had forgotten and I looked at the screen. The text came from an unidentified number. It read, Is this working? Then the phone chimed a second time for a second text. This one was a photograph, a selfie. Dimly lit, sitting in front of a Jimi Hendrix poster, was Jarvis, grinning hugely. I responded, WTF. He wrote back, What does that mean? What the fuck are you doing with a cell phone? It's no surprise that cell phones are banned in San Quentin and other prisons, where telephone access is strictly monitored and controlled. The prohibitions notwithstanding, 
Black market cell phones are a thriving business in many prisons, including San Quentin. Jarvis bought his phone from an inmate who probably bought it from a guard. Jarvis said it was better not to ask. A friend paid for cell service and Netflix. The seller's pitch included the promise of unlimited movies, so Jarvis was disappointed that the cellular signal through the prison walls was insufficient to allow streaming. His phone got only one bar. However, necessity is the mother of invention, and prisoners have a lot of time on their hands, so they often devise ingenious workarounds. Though the signal was still too weak for streaming, Jarvis learned that he could use some phone apps offline. He could, for instance, take photos, make video and audio recordings, and attach them to texts, which he could then send if he put the phone in a Lay's potato chip bag attached to a wire and slid the package under the cell door and out into the corridor, where the signal was stronger. A few phone calls got through, and he sent me pictures of his cell and his tear, taken through the mesh that covered the door. He also sent a recording of an inmate complaining that Jarvis's typing was too loud. As he texted another friend, This phone blew my mind wide open. I mean, 10, 12 hours a day. If I had money, I could have ordered a pizza. Pizza emoji. He'd figured out how to use emojis. Could you see a pizza man at the front gate for a Jarvis Masters? For almost four decades, Jarvis's access to technology was limited to TV, radio, and the electric typewriter Pamela had sent him. When he was arrested at 19, there were no personal computers, never mind internet or smartphones. Once in the 2000s, when he had been in the back of a prison van taking him to the hospital, he delighted in the sights of the blue bay, billowing white clouds, and the golden hills in the distance. When he looked at street corners, he was shocked to see so many people talking to themselves. He remarked on it, and a guard told him they were on the phone, speaking through microphones and listening through earpieces. Other than that, the nearest he'd gotten to modern technology was as it was depicted on TV, where it seemed like science fiction. David also shares what happened to Jarvis when he was caught with the band cell phone along with a powerful gift of perspective from the eyes of a Buddhist practitioner. A couple of months after Jarvis got the phone, guards conducted a random search and found it. The phone had been hidden inside his copy of the book, We're All Doing Time. They also discovered a vape, and Jarvis was written up for the infractions. After a disciplinary hearing, he was sent to solitary, where I visited him. There were no snacks, just the smeared glass wall like when I first met him more than ten years earlier. It was sad to have a barrier between us again, but Jarvis looked good. As I was thinking that, he looked at me and said, Man, you look stressed. I told him I'd gotten a speeding ticket, that my father-in-law fell down and my wife was trying to help him, that we got an astronomical water bill because of a leak, and that I'd spent the morning in bumper-to-bumper traffic, And then, as I pulled off the freeway, some asshole cut me off and flipped me off. I was still frustrated and angry when I looked over at Jarvis and saw that he was smiling. It hit me. God, I'm sorry, I said. I'm complaining about my life? Here? Jarvis said, No, 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 that's not what I'm thinking. 
I'm just thinking that you had a hell of a morning. You better relax. You're going to die before me. He told me about the only time he'd been in a traffic jam in his life. He was being driven to the hospital for tests after a seizure and traffic was at a standstill. The three guards and the driver were pissed off, but Jarvis was thrilled. He gazed with fascination at people in their cars. A family was in animated conversation. A woman was singing. A few drivers were alone, one appeared angry, and others were stone-faced. He watched them, and his heart melted. Decades before, when Jarvis had taken his first Buddhist vows, Chagdu Tuku Renpoche gave him a cryptic instruction. He should learn to see the perfection of all beings. That was what he saw in the faces of the people in their cars, and he was moved to tears. Next week, the private investigator who was assigned to Jarvis's capital case 30 years ago. What she learned during her investigation and why that led to a lifelong friendship. Audio excerpts courtesy of Simon and Schuster Audio from The Buddhist on Death Row by David Sheff. Read by Michael Boatman. Copyright 2020 by David Sheff. Used with permission of Simon and Schuster Inc. The Buddhist on Death Row is out in paperback this week. This episode was written and produced by Donna Fazari and myself, Corny Cole. Our theme song, Sentenced, is compliments of the band's stick figure from their album Set in Stone. Stu Sternbach composed the original music. Nate Dufort did the sound design. For more information on Jarvis and to find out how you can follow his case and support his cause, please visit freejarvis.org. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Infinity Presents, a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Bring spring color inside this season with Bare Premium Plus paint, starting at just $28.98 a gallon at The Home Depot. Add a pop of blue to your kitchen with the bare exclusive color Arrowhead Lake or a splash of Amazon jungle to your living room. Bring a cool breeze to your bathroom with sea glass or accent your bedroom with sunrise-inspired colors like coral cloud and dark crimson. Let your creativity bloom this spring with bare premium plus paint starting at just $28.98 a gallon at The Home Depot. How doers get more done.